And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association podcast, episode number 49. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Supreme Clientele Barbershop located in Browntown Shopping Center in Oberge, New Jersey. Shout out to our guys, Ray and Dave over there. Two of the dopest barbers in Jersey. Make sure if you guys need a cut for anything, you got a date, you're going out, going to AC, whatever it may be, go get a cut from our guys, Ray and Dave, at Supreme Clientele. Call, make an appointment, walk in, whatever you're trying to do. Super dope place, super dope environment. Shout out to our guys, Ray and Dave, at Supreme Clientele in Browntown Shopping Center, Old Bridge, New Jersey. All right, we have to get into some shit here to start off right away. We definitely have to uh, discuss some things. Kurtzman, I'll turn it over to you first. I know you had some things that you wanted to say. I was not there for the um, for the fireworks. The, for, for the fireworks. So uh, I'll let you handle this one. No, I, I'm going to keep it really short and sweet. I'm not going to rant on this. It's just what it is. You guys berate the refs more than anything I've ever seen before. Yo, listen, I'm just going to be honest with you. Just because there's contact does not mean there is a foul. Get over it. Every foul is not going to be called. Every good call or bad call you think is good for your team, the other team thinks it's bad. Just get over it and keep playing. I'm not going to deal with what just happened today at the gym um, in the after the first game. You know who you are. I'm not going to call you out. But it is what it is. Um, we're all grown-ups. Let's just handle this better. Handle yourself better during the game. I know we're all competitive people. We all want to win. And but you just need to just compose yourselves a little bit more when you're playing. Yeah. Um. Another angle to this too is, uh, we're not gonna get referees if if people don't want to ref because all these refs talk and they talk and like it's like they they all work for a bunch of different people who assign games. So if the league gets a bad reputation, it's gonna be really hard to get games and to get refs for these games. So, um, just keep that in mind. Like I know everyone. It's it's it's. And we're not blaming just the things that happened today. It's the course of the entire season, even dating back to our football leagues. Um, it, it's, it is a highly competitive league. There's good players. There's people who have pride. There's people who have ego. And I understand that. But at the end of the day, it is still a game. And it's never serious enough to the point where it has to turn into something that it shouldn't turn into. Yeah, you guys know what? Yeah, and today it did, and it's happened to us in the past before. But we just can't keep having these things happen. And then expect just to get referees every time that we need them. And we have a lot of things planned. And it would just be a lot easier for all these things to happen if we didn't have to have a problem with finding referees and officials for whatever it may be. So I I just want to get that out of the way. Uh, We want to handle that. I know, listen, we're not blaming anyone. It is what it is. Uh, I just, we just got to be better. Everyone, we have to get to, to chill out. I know everyone, majority of people in the league listen to the podcast. We love the league. It's been really competitive, really good so far. A lot of great games, a lot of great players. Uh, a lot of people that we didn't know before this that we are very happy that they're a part of what we're doing now. So, again, I don't want this to be something that that uh, that deters us rather than we just grow from it, become better, learn as a whole, and let's just move forward. But... We have another thing to talk about before we get into the games here today. Kurtzman, I will again turn it over to you. I hate that this is even a thing. Yeah, I hate that. I'm just gonna be like I'm gonna again be short and sweet. Someone went in the box for the league shit and stole my Kyrie's today. I'm not happy about it. And here's what I'm, I'm gonna, here's what it is. I'm gonna check the cameras at SJV next Sunday before you guys all get there. I'm gonna know who took the shoes. So I'm gonna give you 
the next six days, return the shoes. That is what it is. If you don't want to be embarrassed that you did something as stupid as this, um, you can give them to someone that you think would give them back to me. If you don't really want your your um, your, your, your name, face, yeah, yeah. your name to be known as the person who stole my shoes, like listen, I I do I, I run a good league for you guys. I think I do a pretty good job. I shouldn't be worrying about people stealing my shoes, especially because they were under my jacket, which were under the box, the med kit. Like you really had to try to yeah. take them. So I'm just gonna be honest. You got six days to give them back before I kind of just find out who it is and I'm going to confront you and I want my shoes back. And that'll probably be the end of you. And in, you ever playing in anything. Yeah, in anything I, just don't, I don't need people like that. I don't need to be associated with people like that. So you got six days. If you don't want your face to be known, give them to someone that your team captain or someone that you think will see me and give them to me. All right. Uh, with that being said, the games today were very, very good. They were phenomenal. Actually. Three upsets or Three uh, games that you would presume to be upsets on paper, according to the standings and what we've seen so far. But um, it just really, really good games, really competitive. I thought there was, uh, there were, in some games, there were a lot more defense played than others. In some games, some people couldn't hit shots, but they figured out other things to do. Uh, it Overall, an incredible week. So let's jump into it. I'll go with the, what I thought to be was the best game of the day which I guess the most people missed because it was the the last game of the day. That's where I want to start. Injured reserve against grit and grind. Uh, crazy game. Kurtzman, I'll, I'll let you start here. What, what was um, what was your takeaway from this one? What was, what was your, your biggest takeaway? Is that Jimbo Long finally found his shot back. He finally got, he's getting back into the rhythm. I think it's his fourth game now. And Black just won a very competitive game against the good grit and grind team. And Mike Danino probably had his one of his worst offensive games I've honestly seen him play in a long time, um, and they were able to overcome that and get a big win in the four thirty in the four thirty matchup. That was my biggest takeaway. My other biggest takeaway probably is that White just doesn't know how to finish a game. I'm gonna come out and I'm gonna be hard on White here. I'm gonna be hard on grit and grind because I know these guys. Um, I'm shocked they they lost this game. I'm shocked that they've they're, they're even in the position that they're in right now in the standings. I two thought they four. would be I thought they would be much higher than two and four in the standings. Um, I think you guys are too smart of basketball players to be letting this happen week after week. You your inability to close the game, your breakdowns on defense. Like you're up five with a little bit over a minute left, I think, or something like that, and. There's a, a wide open three for Justin Mork on the wing who knocks it down and it just just la these lapses and you just kind of like what the hell is going on like there's times in the game where they'll be up eight or nine points and like just to start the game they're up eighteen to four you're like okay they're gonna win this game they're gonna route them it's gonna be a convincing win they needed this they'll get back on track and it just was it, it went completely downhill it was eighteen to four. Uh, injured reserve calls timeout, and then they just immediately regroup, and then before you know it, it's tied at 25. So yeah. it, they go on a crazy run. Like you said, Jimbo Long was absolutely phenomenal. Um, Jimbo Jimbo's back. Uh, Mike, who got hurt, scared me when he when he went to the ground, but ended up coming back in the game. Uh, Justin Mork, I thought played his best game of the season. Did all the little things. Was really good. Samson Mork did a good job protecting the rim, rebounding. Um, I thought as well as Spo as as well. He came in there. 
Uh, Smitty, again, Smitty's like one of the most underrated players in the league. Maybe the stats don't show it every week, but he makes winning plays for his team. And he, every time he's in the game, I feel like his team plays better. And TZ, after a slow start, after a pretty rough start there, uh, he really turned it on late and made the biggest shots of the game for them. So From the parking a, lot. A really, really good win for injured reserve. Um, how do you feel about them moving forward? I think they're starting to figure out the lineups when who needs to be on the court when. I think uh, they're taking Jimbo out a little too a little too much for our liking, but um, that's for another story. I think that they're figuring it out though. Uh, now they're two and five on the season. They're getting closer to a playoff berth. This win was huge for them in terms of making the playoffs. Um, I think that they're a team, another team you don't want to see in the playoffs. They really slow the game down. They play good defense. They really make you work for each of your points. So. They played a hell of a game. They knew they were underdogs going in, but they they thought they could win, and they went out there and got it done. And what would be your advice for uh, grit and grind? You, if you were, if <laughs> let me ask you this question: If you were coaching the team, okay, yeah. if you were the coach of grit and grind, what would your the final five minutes of the game? What is your message to the team? You need to play slower with the ball. I think you need to be smarter with your passes. Um, just do the make do the plays that you were do the things you were doing in the first forty minutes of the game. Do them. Just keep doing them. Don't don't tense up. Don't get into isolation ball. Just keep moving the rock. Shots will go in. Get to the rim. Um, I think they just turn the ball over too much and they give the other team a chance to come back into the game. Um, still need to find their identity. Six games into the season, there are a few things that I I really think that they should do and i'm gonna text ryan about i'm gonna text dubs um one of them one of them being i think uh i would love to see a screen and roll with majid as the primary ball handler with ryan setting the screen whether it be pick and pop or ryan could, could ryan could catch the ball high and finish high as well just take your two best offensive players and put them in a pick and in just, action and just let them do it rather than taking a turn I would just like to see the both both of them in in the same action. I at the think time. they played better today in terms of moving oh, the no. ball. They both I had agree, five. Assists. They both had five. I think they had five and six six, uh, six assists each. Um, I do think that they took our advice from last week and got each other the ball more and let the, each other do more with the ball. Um, I just think they just didn't play I together. Just, in the last final five minutes, five minutes it just, and I there's a confusion about who should be like what needs to be happening. Also, I was a little surprised that they after the ball after uh, Black fouled. With 1.5 seconds left, they had two timeouts. They should have yeah, used yeah. one. Dubs shouldn't be inbounding the ball in that situation. I think he should be one of the threats to get the ball and catch it. and shoot. Um, I, yeah. I just think um, it, we were talking about this before we started recording too. I have seen Ryan play for years now. I've been playing with Ryan against him for years, and every time the final five minutes comes around, Ryan has always won the game for his team. And just the fact I'm not saying Ryan's losing the game for his team. Ryan is. A, a huge part of the reason why, why we, they're in the position they, to win every to win every game. We know Ryan's numbers. We know what he brings to the table. But I'm just not accustomed to seeing a, a Ryan led team be under 500. Be under 500, and that's all. And Dubs knows that. Uh, I just think I, I think they'll turn around. I would bet on them to turn it around. Give me stats on this one, Kersman, and then we'll move on to the next one. All right, big performers by injured reserve. Jimbo Long finished with 28 points. Um, and finished uh, 10 of 13 from the field. TZ hit the two biggest shots of the game late in the second half, finished 5 of 14 from the field, all threes. That's 15 points, three assists, two rebounds. Also went 2 of 4 from the line. Uh, Smitty, we talk about his game. He finished with nine point, 10 points on 4 of 7 shooting. And Justin Moore, we talked about, also hit a couple of big shots. He finished, with two, he finished 2 of 4 of 3 and 1 of 2 from 2. Two rebounds and two steals. 
And for the Grit and Grind squad, Dubs finished with 17 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists. Uh, Majid finished with 18 points, 4 assists, 2 rebounds. Dom finished with 6 points and 6 rebounds. Billy finished with 9 points and 5 rebounds, 1 assist. Final score of this one, 69-66. to 66. Injury reserve takes the dub and a big one heading into the playoff push. All right, All right. Let's, let's do the let's do the next game here, Chris. Which game you want to go into? Um, we can go to the beginning of the day. Uh, yeah, get yeah. I I wasn't you there. I wasn't there for the first one. one, so I'll let I'll let you go. Yeah, no, I'll give a quick I'll give a quick synopsis. So the A section versus the Flippers. Uh, Flippers only had five guys, so they played the whole game with just Gorky, Femi, Jack, Julius, um, and Will. Will was in foul trouble. Will was in foul trouble the whole game. He had three, I think three or like really pretty early ones, so he had to be careful throughout the game. Uh. The recipe for Green was there to win. They really slow. Uh, the Flippers like to play a kind of a slow paced game. They Julius is Julius. Julius really time. likes to take his time, get on the court. They don't push the pace a lot, um, and I feel like that kind of plays into the game. The A section wants to play. A section um, likes to also grab the rebound on defense, let everyone get back down the court, and let Joe kind of run the show. But Joe did a little bit today. But Vela was another great player for them. Um, them two combined with Tompkins and Drayton, they really they Pretty made play, they play like a team. They were making plays. They were hitting shots. Um, they were tough guarding them. I think at a point in the game, only Vela was on the court that could really handle the ball. And the Flippers were kind of, uh, they. I think they pushed the lead to seven because they got a couple turnovers. Um, they were pressuring the ball handlers, which was making it difficult. But once uh, Green realized they needed everyone, that they needed their best players on the floor on the whole rest of the game to win, they took care of business and they won. A little controversy at the end with a foul call. Um, it is what it is. I'm not going to, we're not going to get into that, but uh a section shocked the league today. Took a big win from the Flippers. How do you feel about A section moving forward? Do you think that things are um, they they could just happen again? These are things that could keep occurring for them with the way that they played today. Yeah, Tompkins and Drayton are two very good rebounders. They definitely are up there in league leaders and rebounders, which for league leaders will be updated and sent out this week for avail. Uh, the stats are all updated as of before today's games, so we will have league leaders for you, and I guarantee both of you, both of them will be in the rebound high in the rebounding uh, stat. Um, Joe Pispo didn't even do anything that crazy today, so like it wasn't because he was just playing hero ball. He everyone was getting into it. Danny McLean had a couple buckets. Uh, Billy hit a big three. Um, Vela was getting to the racket. Will honestly, I just think that the Flippers were really tired. They had no legs at the end of the game, and they were lo- relying too much on one guy to do all the scoring. While Green was really getting out and spreading out the wealth in terms of who was getting buckets for them. Mm-mm. All right. Um, I really liked the game. I like it was really competitive. Both teams felt like they they were gonna win the entire time, and the game never got. The game was always within like an eight point range, so like high intensity the entire time. I don't have anything to add. I wasn't there. Uh, oh, do you have anything to to add to this one here? Or um, Green played great team ball. I liked what I saw of them. Um, and Red too. They you could tell they were just they were gassed. Yeah, they were so gassed. Playing with five is tough. Julius was. Going off, doing what he could do, and um, yeah, it's, it's a little blip in the road. I think it's a little blip in the road for them. I think they'll be okay. I think they're still one of the best teams in the league. Uh, developing storyline. They lost two games in a row. Yeah, they have <laughs> lost two games in a row. Um, so they're gonna definitely gonna need to figure it out going into next week. I'm not sure who they'll play yet. Find out tomorrow, or um, yeah. Find out tomorrow or on Tuesday or Wednesday when I get everything sorted out. Um, just giving everyone a heads up. Also, there I'm going to be texting a couple of captains individually. You're going to have to probably play doubleheaders. Yeah. One of the next two weeks. A couple teams. Wolfpack, I know you're going to have to because you missed week one. 
and you have to make up a game somewhere. I don't want to only have a, a Sunday where we only play one game one game on a Sunday. Yeah. So we need to might as play a doubleheader. Uh, we'll figure out how it's going to work, possibly get an extra game in in a day. And, uh, yeah, so let's get into stats for this one. For the winning A-section squad, Drayton finished with 12 points, 17 rebounds. An absolute monster on the glass today, was doing everything, uh, him and Tompkins. Versus Gorky, just, it, it, was, it was a tough matchup for Gorky to try to out-rebound both those guys. I think he held his own, but Drayton definitely got his. Uh, Tompkins finished with 10 points and 9 rebounds. Joe Piscopo finished with 16, 17, 18, 18 20 points and 3 rebounds, 2 assists. And Vela finished with 15 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. It was a good, like I said, they all four guys had over 10 points. Um, and for the flippers, Julius kept his scoring rhythm going, finished with 28 points, three rebounds, three assists. Will finished with six points, 10 rebounds, and three blocks. He might be the best shot blocker in the league. Will um, is having very Will possible. First team deep yeah. Uh, Femi finished with 11 points and two rebounds, two steals. Gorky finished with four points, 12 rebounds, two steals, two blocks, and two assists as well. Jack finished with 12 points, two re three rebounds, two assists, three steals. So, um, balanced out scoring after Julius is 28. All right. Uh, let's get into the next game here. We have the underdogs versus the bad boys. What I came game. in for the second half of this one. Uh, they were like, yo, Bobby's got like 28 already. I was like, what? <laughs> Bobby goes <laughs> for 46. <sighs> Crazy. Sets the record. Only at six guys today, oh? Or five? Yeah, five, five, five plus Augie, all. Augie, yeah, Augie played. He subbed. He was their six. It's really hard to play with five. Um, I'll just go second half what I saw, then I'll turn it over to you for the first half. Yeah. Um, I thought that in, in the second half, the bad boys did a really good job of using their height, getting to the rim. Uh, Andrew DeSegui was tearing up that zone, was killing them from deep. Uh, he was playing around the hashes, and he was hitting consistently from the hash. So, again, we talk about him every week as one of the best three-point shooters in the league. He is uh, solidified as a as a deep-range uh, weapon for his team. He definitely range, has the chopper. Demon. Yeah, long, uh, <laughs> the long-range demon. But um, I thought Al played well as well down there, hit free throws, hit uh, Augie's favorite player in the league, Al. ATB is a problem. <laughs> uh, Al played really good. Um, I, I thought Sean, you said in the first half, I'll, I'll let you get to him later, Uh for the underdogs, though, Bobby ran out of gas late because no one else was creating. It was just Bobby. They were kind of sending three guys at him and saying, let someone else beat us right now. And it's no diss to anyone else in the team. They were just missing. Vinny Ficino, I saw, wasn't there yeah, today. They were missing, they were missing shooters or missing uh, scores. They hung really tough, though, against a really good bad boys team. Bobby's 46 was the most impressive outing to the day. And I know Deshaun had 59, but Bobby's 46 was like... Double team, triple team, 46. Tough contested shots. Yeah, no, no gimmies on that forty six. No, he uh, and he just he just brings it the whole game. So shout out to Bobby. He was an absolute stud. Brings it every week. Yeah, give me the first half, Kurt Spencer. First half, it was really just a lot of Bobby doing what he does. He was getting to the rim, making layups. He was hitting the shot. Um, got he got contribute. He got contributions though. I thought enough. I thought he got enough contributions from uh, Billy Ficino. Uh, Nick played a really good game. I thought a couple of shots. Bryce. Um, Bryce played very well. Also, I think he just ran out of gas at the end of the game. Only playing with five six guys is really tough. Um, Sean. Sean. 
Yeah, that, that was, was the, the best best game I've ever seen him play. That's what Tom um, said too. Tom said that was the best game he ever seen Sean yeah, play. Yeah, uh, Sean is usually not known for his shooting, and I don't think he hit the rim the entire day. And that's not saying he was airballing. That's saying he was only making shots. And only swishes. Only swishes. Uh, uh, we'll talk about the stats in a little bit when I read them. But Sean was everywhere today. Uh, he was making plays. He was making life tough on Bobby. Bobby was really having just making a lot of shots. That's no that's no diss to Sean's defense. Sean just Sean was there on every time. Every time Bobby was just hitting the shots, and they always say good offense is better than good defense, defense every time uh i really like what i saw the bad boys only six guys and yeah no they're christian another too. team no, no christian. christian they they had a listen they had a no fight. eight and nine see eight in there today they had to fight and claw back into this game they were down 13 with about they were down 13 like early in the second half and i thought maybe there was a possibility that bobby just kept it going and they made enough stops to pull up by 20 but bad boys stuck with it got the stops when they needed and hit the big shots mm. All right, uh, I moving forward here. We love the bad boys. We already know that. Move to six and one on the season. Underdogs. I'm who not are, worried about and, them because once Ty Boogie comes back, then you Bobby will be able to breathe. You know. Yeah. So I I think they're fine and they'll definitely be a problem come playoff time. I think Bryce plays really well. And I think um, uh, his name number twenty. His name Nick. is Nick. 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 Nick plays well too. He he comes in, plays his role, rebounds, plays defense. Like I, he they talks, all, he, yeah, they they know what they're doing as a team. He Billy, keeps we, energy Billy high also. diving all over the floor. We know that. Um, I I really like their team moving forward. I think they're in a good position too. I think they play really well. Once Ty Boogie comes back, they'll be ready to go. Give me stats on this one here, Kurtzman. And for the bad boys, we had KP finish with. 12 points, five, uh, three rebounds, one assist. Andrew DeSegli, the big scorer on the day for bad boys. A 30 ball for uh, Andrew DeSegli on 8 of 15 shooting from 3. Went 4 or 5 from the line. Um, Sean, we talked about him, had hit one of his best games. Finished 5 of 6 from 3. Uh, finished with 17 points, 5, uh, five rebounds, 4 assists. Tom DeSegli had 3 assists, 1 rebound. And Wade finished with 6 points, 6 rebounds, 3 steals, 2 blocks. And for the underdogs, uh, the big scorer on the day was Bobby Marquez. Finished with 46 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal. Only 3 turnovers for the amount that he had the ball. is super Crazy. impressive. Uh, did it on 16 of 30 shooting, 5 of 11 from 3. So a very efficient game as well. He also finished... 8 of 9 from the free throw line. So he only didn't miss many shots that he took today. Uh, other supporting cast, uh, Bryce hit 3 of 5 from 3, finished with 13 points, 9 rebounds as well, 2 assists. Billy finished with 3 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. He was really the other main ball handler. Um, and he was making plays for them also to try to keep them in it. All right, and the next game we're going to get into here, Kings versus Hart over height. Another big upset on the day. The Kings, who are winless on the season, uh, only had five guys today. One of those five guys being super sub Connor Romano, who instantly changed the uh, the, dynamic, the, the, the dynamic of the team. Uh, today, I thought they had a really good lineup. They had uh, Connor and Liam kind of do all the scoring. Joe was that third kind of ball handler, secondary ball handler, kind of probably creating a little bit more for others than Liam did. Um, and then you have Rocco, spot-up shooter, and then Paul, who was a beast today on the glass and hit some really big shots in the game when they were down to keep a minute, and they, they stole it late there. Um, Connor, we know, came out, had that crazy stretch of just showing why he's a stud basketball player. Uh, they did not shoot well from three at all, the Kings, until very end. Paul hit some, and then we know Connor had that stretch early, but even he finished, I think, 5 of 13 from three, not the greatest three-point shooting performance. Um, let's talk about hard over height, though. What concerns you 
about them moving forward now because this was I don't think this was a, a good showing from them today. Yeah, I mean they were missing their probably their best three point shooter in Shafiq, but uh, three point shooting for them I expected it to be better. Yeah, honestly, I expected more out of uh, Dylan Quigley, uh, Dylan Shrey. Also, I think only was like two of nine or two of ten from three. So I always expect him to make some yeah. make at least like four out of ten threes, five out of ten threes, which would have swung the game. Uh, they just haven't haven't been able to hit their three the last couple weeks. I think that's really the most concerning thing because the best teams in this league make a lot of threes. So I think they just need to start making some shots. Jason Gomes played a ver- another very good game. He also didn't score in the second half. I told him he was at triple-double watch at half with like 18, 6, and 4. Got the rebounds but didn't have any points or assists in the second half. So that maybe something about that needs to change also. Not really mm. sure what they did different. Uh, late game half. execution, they were just missing some shots. Uh, they turnover, were bad turnover, turnover, bad turnovers. Jason like, threw the ball right to Connor. I yeah, don't know it was, what happened just, there. Uh, some, some bad shots. Yeah, I saw some frustration. Um, I'm not worried about them moving forward, though. I think they're fine. We talked about them, how they know their identity. I thought they really missed Shafiq today. But um, just Murgham all- also wasn't there, but Mur- he was yes, there earlier Mur- in the was day. was there for Dritt's game, but... I, I but left for Barre because he thought they had a free win against the Kings. Maybe I don't know. Wow. Um, the Kings they did come out though, and they played really well. And there was they you know they only had five guys today. And anytime you could win with, with just having five is incredible. Uh, they didn't shoot well, but I would definitely blame that on the fact that they only had five guys and they were probably fatigued the entire game. I saw Paul at one point just looked like he was gonna die on the court. It was just he was hustling. He was he was going for jumping for rebounds every time. Uh, just a really gutsy win by them. I thought that was very gutsy. Uh, team that 0 and 5 was, and you show up every week, you win a game, now you put yourself in position today, even though big wins from injured reserve and A section to kind of that was big pull wins away from, pull away bit. from them a little bit. So that that's gonna be tough still to make the playoffs. But nonetheless, uh if shout out week, to those guys yeah. for coming and playing if this really week well. Showed anything, it's that just because the game on paper doesn't look like you can win, you easily can because today we had three teams that on paper or in terms of the picks that we made on this podcast, we didn't think they had really much of a shot. But um, they came out. I'm talking about a section, um, Kings and underdog, not underdogs. Yeah. Um, the Kings and the Injured Injured reserve. reserve. They came out and they got wins. So if you're looking at yourself in the look yourself, you don't think you can win the game. Anything can happen on these game in these games. Guys can shoot bad, and that's really uh, cool. last game. Of the, oh, give me stats on this one before we get into the last game of the day here, Kirsten. For the Kings, uh, we talked about Super Sub Connor Armano. Honestly, kind of sucked. Took a lot of shots. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, he finished 12 of 28 in the field, 32 points, 15 rebounds, 6 steals, 2 assists. Really filled up the stat sheet. 3 of 6 from the line, though, Connor? Yeah. Eh, I don't know about come that. On, um, Liam finished with 12 points, 10 rebounds, uh, 2 steals, and a block. Joe finished with 11 points and 3 assists. Rocco finished with... Nine points, oh, ten points, I'm sorry. One rebound. And Paul uh, hit two big threes in the in the late in the game to kind of yeah. give the momentum to go ahead. Also finished with 13 rebounds. Uh, he ma- he was making plays all over the place. And uh, six to six from the free throw line also. Yeah, for Paul, six to so. six. Yeah, really, really good game Yeah, from finished Paul. with 12 points. Good game from him. And for hard over height, Nick Zalek finished with 21 points on 10 of 16 shooting, one of two from three, 11 rebounds, two assists. Jason Gomes finished with 18 points, 13 rebounds, 5 assists, and a block. Only 4 turnovers. Uh, Dylan Quigley finished 4 of 20 from the field, 1 of 9 from 3, 10 points, 12 rebounds. So he was helping himself out. Uh, he was doing a lot of other things for them. Uh, Dylan Sheree finished with 16 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists on 7 of 21 shooting, 2 of 10 from 3. Mark finished with 2 points and 11 rebounds. And Kyle Baker finished with 
two points, three rebounds, one assist, three blocks. That's that for that game, and we can uh, continue on to the last one. All right, yeah, let's get into the last uh, game we're going to talk about. The highest scoring game. Highest scoring game ever. The over was smashed probably by double. I think it was 121 to 105 final or something along along those lines. Um, it was the Wolfpack versus Waiver Wire Warriors. Waiver Wire Warriors were missing Kaysan and Jelani today. Uh, this game, one twenty six to one hundred nine. This game was an absolute track meet. I'll just, I'm just gonna, I want to start with the stats for this one before okay. we talk about. it. I want to start with some of the numbers that were put up in this game. Okay, so for the Wolfpack. Deshaun, wearing number eight, playing just like Kobe in this one, went 22 of 41, scored 59 points, uh, 12 rebounds, five assists. He was uh, six of six from the line as well. Uh, he was basically doing everything for them. Yeah. Um, uh, Rashid finished eight of 11 from the field for 16 points, eight rebounds, three steals, three blocks. Humza finished with. 18 points, two rebounds, two steals. Taz finished with 14 points. And, yeah, that's really it for them. But, uh, yeah, 59 points from Deshaun is pretty incredible. Uh, a lot of leak-out layups, not a lot of defense being played in this game, but scoring 59 is, without a doubt, a crazy accomplishment. Especially. Bobby's record of 46 points lasted a total of 45, what, yeah. minutes. 45, 45 minutes, minutes on the record for that. And for the waiver Wire Warriors, Zach Moran. Finished with 40 points on 18 of 38 shooting, 8 rebounds, 4 assists. TJ O'Regan finished with 30 points on 12 of 20 shooting. Very efficient day for TJ. 4 rebounds. Jarwar also finished with 16 points and 8 rebounds as well. Uh, Mike DeRose finished with... Nine. Nine points and eight rebounds. And uh, number 77, I didn't catch your name, but finished with 10 points, five rebounds. Mm. Okay. What so about, what about you Q? See, you said you got Q's numbers oh, on there? Q finished. He only had two, he had two oh, threes, okay. six two points, four rebounds, five assists. He's moving the ball. Yeah. Get everyone involved. Yeah. All right. Uh, Those numbers are outrageous. Numbers were absolutely crazy in this game. It was like a big layup line. There was no defense being played. But um, nonetheless, like to see a little bit better. Nonetheless, I thought TJ O'Regan was really good in transition. Uh, I thought TJ TJ's been playing really well. He's I like TJ's game. TJ plays well for them. Zach Moran, I'm gonna say he needs to turn to Russell Westbrook and stop shooting threes and just only go to the rim. Zach is phenomenal around the rim. It looks like he's lost his jumper right now. Either he needs to get in the gym and start making more jumpers or just only go to the rim and just go for 30 a game at the rim. So. I think for a kid like him that has been shooting the three for so long, it's he like... He just when can't believe that's not going sagging in. sagging all... Like, I saw a play when, like, I think he might have been... He probably missed four or five in a row at this point, and Zaheer literally just laid off him. He, like, went to go out to him and was just like, all right, if he shoots it, he shoots it. He's missed enough. Like, it's tough for him to be like, I'm wide open. Why am I not shooting it? But you're so efficient going to him. You finished 17 and 24 from two, which are basically all layups for you, essentially. So, I don't know. For I'm the gonna, better of the team, I think he should just be going to the rim. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that there will never be a higher scoring game in the history of our league. I'm that confident that this will be the highest scoring game we ever have. Yeah, I mean, there were 235 points scored. That's more than a lot of NBA games. I will... I will guarantee we never have a game this high scoring again. 126 to 109. I never thought I would see. I actually didn't know if the scoreboards even, like, I, w- I was asking people, I was like, does the scoreboard even <laughs> no, go no, over no. 99? Like, I didn't Jesus even know Christ. there was a spot for it, but I guess <laughs> the numbers just get a little smaller. But I was 
yeah, I was shocked. Right, I, I think that's it for the recap pod, though. I think this will be a two-week pod where we get a preview in. We'll, we'll, we'll focus more on the preview. But, uh, everyone, thanks, you guys. Thanks for listening. I thought the games were really oh. competitive this week. You know what we can actually do instead of a preview pod? Since I'll have all the stats fully updated, Le- we, we'll we can do, do legitimate, like, uh, legally, like we do league leaders, leaders, talk about that, talk about uh, candidates for awards, first yes. team consideration, stuff like that. So we'll do a pod ne- early, later, probably this week, maybe Thursday ish, get it out by then um, of midway season stats, midway thoughts, all that, including also a small preview for next week as well. Yes. Everyone, thank you guys for listening. Subscribe on Apple, follow on Spotify and SoundCloud. We will catch you guys on the next one.